This episode of Reasonably Spontaneous Conversation is brought to you by In Search of the New Compassionate Male. For more information, go to newcompassionatemail.com. Travis, Travis, what up? Hi, Dennis. Pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for leaning in on that as we're getting our camera shot and figuring out what we're doing. Tell me about that piece. Yes. So that piece is actually the first piece of my debut collection with my publishing house, Piano Pronto Publications. Yes. Um, it's a title called Picking Lilacs, and the collection of piano solos is a piece for each of a certain flower. And so each of the pieces is named after a certain specific flower. Your introduction, what was your, your, your love for this instrument that you have? What connected you to that? Can you, can you take me back historically? How old are you today? This is tw uh, 2021. We're in July. You're how old? I'm 32. All right, you're 32. So what? When I'm 73, and so where? Where? So when did you connect with that 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 instrument? So I actually started playing piano when I was four. So it's been a good long time. Could you remember that? I mean, can can you sense memory back to oh, yeah. to feeling the the, the yes. pressure of the keys and and that was there was there something there? I even tell some of my students that I remember my first piece that I played uh, when I was four. And um, it's just remarkable to see that growth um, when you start as a child and yes. you're kind of just discovering music, you know, for the first time. Wow. So, like when you seriously, if you take that path of studying music, you know, right. it, it evolves and it evolves rather quickly. You can especially see it, you know, for me, the evolution really started to take flight when I was in middle school around like 12 years old, uh -huh. um, 12, 13, 14. Those years are crucial for just development. But, um, and that's why I mean, did you see a growth then at that time? And when, when you're seeing an artist and so is it taking it from the inside? So can you, can you tell me what did, what did that feel like? What did that feel like to feel you beginning to get into some experiences of some, you know, touching this genius, this mastery part, that part of where something that is magical beyond what we would like. All right. I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't play the piano. No, so no. It's, tell it, it's tell me yeah. what you're saying. Yes. What? So for myself, I mean, you know, this all started off because, I mean, I, I will be the first to admit I'm not the most like athletic type of person. So sports were kind of out of the question when I was, right. kid, you know, but I needed something to, you know, do for, you know, some sort of hobby or something to keep my mind occupied. So, right. you know, my mother started me off in piano lessons as a child. 
not originally thinking that this would be something that I would stick with. It was probably just going to be something we do, you know, and then maybe I would find something else later down the line. Sure. So we stuck with it for a bit. And I am just so grateful by the time that I got into middle school, I had discovered a really fantastic teacher um, and a fantastic private instructor by the time I was in like 11, 12 years old, which really opened my eyes and my ears to serious classical repertoire and seriously like, you know, talking about like piano technique, how to approach the instrument in a musical way, you know, and really opening my eye to appreciating it more because before this point, it's just a lot of, you know, playing through your pieces, you know, you do your little student recitals and we call it a day. <laughs> and finally, for the first time, I have somebody that's like really making me dig deeper, even as a middle oh. school student, you know, how are you going to personally express yourself through this instrument? And moreover, how are you going to express these pieces and make it yours? And yeah. I was like, okay. And admittedly, this didn't come without a lot of vigorous study. Um, sure. And I think, you know, as young musicians need to be reminded, and as I tell my students a lot too, I mean, there's no real shortcut to doing this. You know, a lot of people come through and be like, you know, hey, um, I want to get good at this instrument. Can you give me like the quick and easy way of how to do it? And the answer is no, I, I don't have an easy solution for you. Or the easy solution is, yeah, sure. You know, study really, really hard. Find yourself a really, really strong teacher. And like, you know, really apply yourself. Yeah. And put your and put your ass on the bench and yes. your fingers on the keys, right? True. Yeah. And uh, truthfully, I mean, you know, I don't practice as much as I used to, although back in like my middle school and high school years, it was maybe two to four hours, depending. Yeah. 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 And you put in your and time. We, and, all right. So then then there there has to be a movement of creating. All yes. right. So first you're you're replicating. You're doing you're doing the uh, doing the work, and now something comes. I need to create. I mm-hmm. want to be able to tell tell me that journey. So I was really fortunate that I went to a magnet school in high school that specialized in uh, technology. It also mm-hmm. specialized in business, law, graphic design, things like that. I was a computer science major at the time sure. in high school. And um, we had. Uh, you're never uh, not. You're never not a computer science major. Once you start a community, uh, it's like you never get out of it. You you oh, understand. Wow. You understand that there's going to be this this wonderful journey. Mm-hmm. And it's a journey too. And like just even seeing the evolution of that as well. So we had website design classes and we had you know programming classes. And it just so happened on an off chance that one of my uh, classes in web design. Someone had uh, installed music composition software on one of the school computers, and yeah. I'm pretty sure that it wasn't meant to happen. <laughs> and like, I came in the I came in the next day. And I'm sitting at my you know I'm sitting at my uh, my website design computer, and I was like, "What is this?" I was like, this is a "New program." Clicked on it, and it was like this music composition software where you could just like you know use your typing keys to like play notes and try different instruments. I was hooked for that rest of the week. I got oh. nothing done. I was like, "Okay, you know what?" Forget everything about school. <laughs> this right here is going to be my focus for like the next, I don't know how long. So, you know, it started with that. Um, I ended up getting that program on my desktop computer at the time. I bought yeah. myself some janky little, you know, 61 key Casio keyboard, hooked myself up to nice. a, uh, <laughs> hooked myself up to USB and started writing that way without any real training and just kind of going yeah. off with uh, instinct, which I think is a nice way to start because, you know, 
your creativity is not really limited if somebody doesn't tell you that there are rules. Oh. So to start off, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing, you know. Um, How, what, an interesting, what an interesting route, because many times they tell you, learn everything and then you break the rules. True. You, yes. you operated it the other way, break all the rules, then go back and learn the technique. To start, yes. So, I mean, I was doing that for a couple of years. Um, in my undergrad years, I actually switched from classical piano to jazz studies um, uh -huh. at the local University of Nevada, Las Vegas, where I had a sure. fantastic, fantastic jazz instructor. Um, and that opened my ears even more. Because... And did they notice, did, now, I know you had teachers, but let's yeah. let's also flip it from the other side. Did they know notice that there was something in you that they wanted to bring out? Did they nurture you in that way? How, how are you nurtured? Because some people are nurtured by negative reinforcement. I'm one of the people that has to be nurtured by positive reinforcement. Encourage me and I will grow. Other people are, are, are you know, they tell you, they, they say, just tell me I can't do it and by God, I'll I'll show you wrong. I'm not one of those people. Mm -hmm. But anyway, how did how did they do? How did they nurture you? What I love about the jazz studies program at the college that I attended is that even if you go in as a jazz performance major, you're mm -hmm. not strictly like tied to just doing jazz performance. They kind sure. of still, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? They they want you to blossom and kind of dip your hands into as many pots as you can. So you're encouraged to do composition if you'd sure. like to, you know. So. I didn't really, you know, understand what I was getting myself into at first. And then <laughs> Do started, we ever? Right, and, and I started, you know, <laughs> offhand, I started writing, you know, some jazz tunes, you know, not thinking much of it at first. And my jazz instructor was like, you know what? I think you should go further with this. So by the time senior year rolled around, I had, you know, a steady stream of jazz lead sheets that I had written. And so we put together a recital of that, you know, so even coming as a jazz performance major, you end up performing, you know, your own compositions, your own okay. arrangements. And I was like, turn, okay. turn, turn around and give us, give us a minute or uh, a minute of, of what that would have sounded like. So we can have some audio to go with it. What would, what would that time have sounded like? Sure. Then, yeah, I, I'll just go ahead and play a little bit for you. Yeah. Oh, that's one. That is wonderful. That, now, now you say that you weren't athletic, but it requires a great deal of eye to hand to do what you're doing. So, is it the? I mean, that is athleticism. You know, I mean, looking back at it now that I'm older, yes, I mean, it, it does take a insane amount of you know concentration, a lot of technical training too. Uh, yes. My my best teachers, you know, even when I was in. Uh, when I was in high school, they stressed the importance of relaxation when you're playing, but still having strength in the fingers. Uh, you want to make sure that you're playing without tension, which is very difficult for students to grasp. I always tell my students, it's easy to play the piano. I mean, the action yeah. of playing the piano is not difficult. And in that respect, anybody could play the instrument. It's difficult to play the instrument well. 
Ah, uh, all right. So when in playing and going ahead and, and, and playing and learning, all right, so now the journey is here. Are yeah. you ready to to get into film score? Did, did, did that? All right. Hold on a second. I, sure. I didn't ask the right question that I wanted no, to ask. First thing I want to ask is what else were you listening to outside of the genre of classical music that inspired you that obviously everything informs, but what kinds of things were you listening to as a teen that were outside of that? Oh man, this is a great question. Thanks so much for asking it, Dennis. Um, Cause music, you know, obviously we hear that phrase a lot of, you know, music is a universal language and everything. And it doesn't matter where you are. I mean, you can communicate with musicians all over the world as we speak this common, you know, musical language. And, you know, it's important as a musician, I feel, to kind of listen to as much music as you can, as many genres as you can. I have an affinity for uh, old progressive rock, but new progressive rock. I also listen to, you know, progressive metal bands, but I was listening nice. to heavily a lot of jazz music, a lot of film score music as well. Um, I keep all of it on my phone, so it's just always in heavily, uh, it's heavily rotated all the time where I can just go back to my favorite albums, my favorite scores. Um, and being a musician, I think I kind of approach listening in a different way. Sometimes yeah. I have to turn my brain off and just, there's the, in, there, there's the listening for enjoyment, but then there's the listening for actively trying to figure out what's going on. So for me, I try to, you know, sometimes I have to balance that out. It's very difficult for me to do that. I've, I've noticed as of recently, too, if I'm like watching a movie, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes that musician brain in me will gravitate towards like, oh, that chord progression is going from here to there. And the strings <laughs> are doing this line. And I hear that French horn that's entering here. That's really cool. And I have to take myself out of that because it, it puts me in a different mindset where I'm like, I just totally. missed everything that happened. <laughs> I have no idea what just occurred, but I figured out that part and that's really cool, you know, but um, some of my favorite groups, you know, I was a heavy dream theater fan back in uh, my 11, 12 years. I actually yeah. picked up their first album at a garage sale one day. I didn't realize what I was buying. I just bought it for the cover art. I was like, that cover art's really cool. I think I want that. So I just bought it. I was hooked. Um, other groups, you know, Genesis, Kansas, Porcupine Tree, things like that. Uh, nice. Jazz artists, yeah, jazz artists that I have an affinity for are the guys that also cross over into the classical realm, too. So, like, Keith Jarrett, um, who plays both jazz and classical really, really well. And that's difficult to find someone who can kind of navigate both genres with equal skill. Exactly. Exactly. And so, all right. So now as you're moving on and are, are you saying, okay, this is my career. I have, did, did you make a conscious decision of that? And what happened? I, I didn't know if it was going to be possible to do a career, obviously. I mean, like I love film and I love music mm -hmm. and you know, it's the one thing I've noticed that, you know, music schools don't seem to touch on much is, you know, what are you going to do once you get the degree? I found right. myself thinking about this more now as I'm looking back. If I was like, what would I tell myself now coming from my future self here? Right. You know, what would I tell myself about, you know, what are you going to try to focus on for a exactly. career? And I think as a musician, the biggest advice I would tell myself would be, you know, have as many skill sets as you can. 
mm-hmm. you know, and be ready to take on as many musical related jobs as you can. You know, there's an entire world within the music, including the graphic arts, as you said, with the with, with that album art. You would not have touched that album art had you I mean, that album had there not been art that compelled you to do so. So what's really cool. Oh, yeah. Thanks for mentioning the album, too. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the uh, yes, correct. Yeah. That's like something that I looked at and I was like, hey, you know what? I was like, it looks really interesting. I don't know what I'm going to get myself into listening yeah. to. But, you know, it just it something drove me to picking up that album. Yeah. All right. I want to ask you specifically about that. OK, now, sure. because I want I want to separate the the intellectual from the intuitional. Sure, sure. Because yeah. because you have because that has to be a part of that. And when did you begin to trust that and trust? Wait a minute, because where the hell do ideas come from? I don't know. They pop in fully formed into my brain. I'm mean, do do compositions drop in fully formed? Have you got, made a connection with this with this space that is beyond the intellectual? Yeah. But the- so. Yeah, my my biggest um, ideas or the, the ideas that come easiest to me, I always have my phone ready to go with an audio recorder on it just in case like I need to either hum an idea or play an idea quickly at the piano that I can come back to. Um, a lot of the times ideas have come when I'm out on a walk or whether or sometimes I'll be like napping. And mm-hmm. something will pop into my mind, which then I have to go and uh, jot it down as quickly as I can before yeah. it escapes. But, you know, it's um, it's interesting where they form. And it's not always melodic either. Sometimes it's a rhythmical pattern or idea that pops in. And I don't have any idea specifically yeah. note-wise. I just know it's a rhythmical thing. So I'll have to go and take it down, you know, yeah. like that. Um they All right, do it. Demonstrate time. something. What what would that sound like? Just just the, sure, the, sure. the bare, bare, bare beginnings of something that would just kind of tickle into your mind. Yeah. So like maybe I'll be fooling around. I'll be like, oh, you know, I might hear a groove in my mind that I can be like, um, fooling around you know that's kind of where everything's kind of coming in all at once where it's like the harmony i'm kind of here but then like trying to figuring out you know a rhythmical groove that i'm capturing in my mind you know to oh oh that all right so now now you're there and you're looking at all the ways that you can both make a living and to be able to contribute into this yeah what happens so I actually started doing short indie films when I was in college, and it was kind of like short films for the film, uh, the film college for students sure. that needed music done. And the one thing that I noticed is, you know, our music department and our film department are very close in terms of proximity uh, within each other, but there's not much collaboration that gets done between the two departments. For oh my goodness, missed opportunity! Are you? Kidding so, me? You know, and it, it, to be fair, I mean, like a lot of these film projects too. I mean, nobody, uh, nobody really comes over asking for music either. So that's another. That's another. Thing. Oh yeah, exactly, um, exactly. That, that. So, 
So I noticed like, you know, with a lot of these film festivals and which I would dutifully attend because I mean, I, I love movies, you know, regardless yeah. of what they are. And I noticed a lot of them didn't have scores or it would be like, they would have, you know, stock music, tossed exactly. in, which is a completely different experience. It can work to a degree. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work exactly the same as having a custom score written for what's happening. Um, and so, you know, I was very fortunate that one of my old high school buddies who was actually going to college at the time for a film major, he was like, hey, do you want to um, do this for me? I have a short film project. Can you can you score it for me? And this yeah. was having zero experience at all. And I was like, you know what? I do. I want to do this because I want to see if I can actually get it done, you nice. know, and actually take the challenge of it. I'm always for, you know, trying to see, you know, what are my limits or how can I expand my limits and see what I can, you know, do. So it was a, it was a great challenge, but it fueled some sort of fire in me to want to take more visual media projects. Yeah. I was hooked, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, and all right, and so and then you began you, you began going into that and and did you begin approaching because I mean you've been in film festivals you've gotten a chance to uh, to to how are you approaching it and how are you approaching that as a career? Yeah, I'm really fortunate in the fact that a lot of these uh, directors that I've met, I've formed pretty good relationships with over the years. Some of these mm -hmm. people are people I went to college with. Some of these people I've networked over Facebook with. And that's how some of those films got into various festivals and sure. such. Um, my favorite project as of thus far is, um, and I tell this story a lot, the uh, director didn't give any sort of... Um, temp music or anything for the initial project. So there wasn't any music for me to go off of, which I like a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. And temp music, for those that don't know, is when the director kind of cuts music into the film already, it kind of has placeholder. And it's like, hey, um, can you write something like this? <laughs> that, 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 that pres it, it presents a problem too, because sure. then you're like, you're constantly referencing that. And it's it, it exactly. becomes less of a composition towards the film and more of an imitation to what's already being there. Got know? it. Um, and so that was one of my favorite experiences where it's like, hey, you know, we need, a mu we need some music for this horror short film that we're doing. Uh, I want you to just go on it and just yeah. see what you come up with. Okay, this is great. I can kind of just do whatever I want to and see what sticks, you know, and what doesn't stick. How cool. So, all right. So, we have about 10 hours worth of uh, conversation just to be able to yeah. the kind of questions I would love to ask. But tell me a little bit about what's happening today. What's on wh what is on your 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 brain? What kinds of things are, are, are cogitating? What kind of projects are you in the middle of? What's what, what in this growth journey? Because that's what we were talking about, about the from four years old on to today. <laughs> What, what, where are you in this arc right now? The kinds of problems you're trying to, artistic problems you're trying to solve, the, the, the things that you, that, that, that you're curious about. Sure thing. So a couple of projects that I'm currently involved in, I am finishing my second collection of piano solos for my piano pronto publishing house. Um, mm -hmm. and the first piece that I played, it was from this, uh, Sonic Bouquet collection right there. So this was the first book nice. that I put out. The second book is more so you're a publishing me. so you have a publishing house so yeah. you're so, you're, well, you're basically so I, 
Yeah, so I write for a publishing house. Um, I was very fortunate to uh, to get accepted by them in exactly. 2016. Um, and uh, this one here was about a three and a half year labor of love because I am slow when it comes to writing, uh, and that's okay. Um, and then the second book that I'm doing is more personal to me because it is a collection of piano solos, which is written in the style of composers that I just admire and adore and have had a significant impact on me. Uh, so I'm doing pieces in the style of them. Ah, yeah. Okay. So if you were like, if, if you were like saying, okay, I'm going to paint this series of paintings in the style yeah. of Renoir yeah, or in, 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 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually the book is called portraits. So I call each one a certain portrait of a composer. Um, so we're doing stuff like that. That's for the second book. I've got four of them done so far. And uh, we got four more to do, so it's going to be, uh, oh, gonna be cool. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then a big thing that's coming up is I'm finally doing the release of my debut album in December, which I've been working on for the past five years. Yeah. Uh, it's a three-movement suite of uh, orchestral and electronic music kind of merged together uh, that I've been kind of putting together since 2016 in the summer. So, Wonderful. Uh, so uh, do you do you have to do you get to write for the different instruments? Is there is it a challenge to write for something that is not a piano? How does that work? Being completely ignorant, you're you're basically talking to an alien. Yeah, so. no, 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 no. So nowadays, um, with a lot of composition, it's done via computer. So I have in my uh, other nearby room my big workstation. And it's rigged up with all these orchestral sounds that are ready to go that I can kind of record at the tips of my fingers and playing every part in um, and kind of tracking, double tracking and kind of layering one on top of each other. It's kind of like building a house. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And that's what, all right. And so how, uh, what is a day in July of 20, uh, 2021? What is a day yeah. like on, on Travis? Do you get up early and then start? Are we, I mean, give me a, a, a is there a typical kind of a pattern of, that you're doing? Yeah, there's the, there's a typical pattern. And I mean, and I'm a night owl too. So there's times when I'll work until like 1, one thirty in the morning. Mm -hmm. But then mm -hmm. there's times where I still try to be regimented and work, uh, wake up at around like 8. And, you know, I'll get some piano practice in first. You know, uh, I always try to balance the uh, the self-care aspect as well, which is something that I've been trying to focus on more. Which oh, is like, thank you. Know, Getting outside, going for a run, enjoying nature, because that actually helps with the um, creative aspect. Go figure, right? No, it is. It is. <laughs> the obsession, I, we can get so involved in the obsession that we can't get an opportunity to release it to give more space for other ideas to come in. Right. You know, spending your time in the studio all the time, I mean, admittedly, it's probably not the healthiest of things to do. Right. And right. getting outside and just, you know, communing with nature is really important to me. Right. Because I mean, it just it just lets you, you know, have those ideas flow. Um, and then, you know, if I'm working on a project, you know, like, say, my upcoming piano works or whatnot, you know, if I'm already having some ideas down, I like to go back and revisit whatever I've recorded on my phone you know, noodle around here. Sure. You know, taking frequent breaks too, I think is important. I remember one of my, uh, one of my most influential piano teachers when I was in high school, she always told me, you know, I wouldn't recommend pianists to practice, you know, four to six hours a day on a steady, no break 
yeah. schedule because I mean, there is some harm that can come to that. And eventually your return on investment on something like that drastically just diminishes. It just, yeah. Yeah. You know, you can, totally. you can do, yeah, you can do four to six hours if you sure. break it up into two hour stretches. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, but eventually like when you start to, uh, you know, you go like six hours at a time, right. You run the risk of, you know, injuring yourself, you know, or um, just mentally. absolutely, and and injuring injuring your your psyche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I definitely. mean, we need we need that space. I mean, we need that space just like in a conversation. We need space just like between the notes. You need space, right? I yes. mean, isn't there isn't there that magic between the between the notes? So musicians yeah. tell me that the the, 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 uh, the the silence is golden. Sometimes you know you don't need to have notes all the time you know yeah. um yeah. which is why some of my some of my most favorite you know works are not chock full of movement and chock full of you know yeah. a lot of busyness i mean it could be as simple Please. as you know yeah it, it could be as simple as you know a couple chords harmonies and even just you know things like that that just kind of shimmer you know or and there's certain there's certain sounds that over the years you know i've kind of just gravitated towards and i know yeah those are the type of sounds that i like it's that it's something that you know it mentally affects me but it it physically affects me as well you know i mean and uh just hearing those kind of just it, it really just brings some sort of excitement to me what what other kinds of artistry are you practicing at the current time? Are you are you filmmaking? Are you writing uh, uh, f- films? Are you sculpting? Are you painting? What, what what are the things you're doing outside of music? So I mean, for myself, you know, uh, I'd love to touch more into film making, which I haven't really done that much. Uh, but what I've enjoyed doing. Uh, you know, outside of music is a lot of like just creative writing, creative journaling. You know, I've mm-hmm. done a lot of like, if I wasn't going to be a musician, I my second career choice would end up being like, you know, creative writing for like entertainment uh, articles, there you go. music industry articles. Um, back when I was in college, I did a lot of uh, arts and entertainment journalism for like yep. concert reviews and stuff like that. I like doing that. You know, something well, that's a wonderful, but, but yeah. see, Tony Bennett yeah. is an extraordinary artist. I, I, I very yep. seldom do you see a, a, an artist that is only monodimensional in their art. So the fact that you would have other areas that you'd be investing in your time is is totally cogent to me. It, it, it's so awesome that you mentioned Tony Bennett because on my playlist on my phone is the uh, Tony Bennett and Bill Evans collection where they just do duets together. And I'm just, oh my God, and I'll, those albums I can just go back to like all the time. You know, yeah. I was like, look at, like, oh man, like it's two people. That's all you need, piano and voice. And it's just magical. Oh, uh, all right. Now tell me about, tell me about Mickey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So this is Conductor Mickey. And Conductor Mickey is one of my, oh, he's so cool. This was a gift 
from my uh, church choir director because I also play organ and piano at church for my uh, other job that I do on Sunday services, which I'm so fortunate to have. And this was a Christmas present um, for, uh, it's like just one of my most favorite things that I Isn't have. It? And it's and and it's lovely to be able to have, uh, to to be able to have that, and to be able yes. to, to to know where where you're going. All yes. right, what haven't we talked about that you'd like to uh, talk about today? Help me help me reach inside the consciousness of Travis Loman. Sure thing. So something that I've been uh, thinking and reflecting on about a lot is, um, you know, we go to music school and you know we're taught you know basics of music theory and we learned a lot about music theory and just um you know what to do and how to approach writing and such and then it's like you have all this knowledge and what are you going to do with it in your compositions and it seems to me that i've been finding that i've been leaning towards my ear a lot more too with mm. writing not necessarily um using music theory as gospel rule, but more using it as, you know, if I get into a bind or if I can't figure my way out of a problem, then I can kind of circumnavigate back and use what I've learned to get myself out of a situation, you know? Ah, all right. So, so it is a problem. I mean, there are mathematics involved. Yes, there are yes. artistic involved. So it's one of the things that I love about being a, a musical neophyte because I, I grooved to television. So I, so for, as a child, I began and just completely got absorbed in television. Yes, I understand that so much of the things that that I appreciate and that really lift to me have a music score that that. So I'm understanding that much more now, but I'm very visual oriented. So I'm getting a chance to learn this and to learn about the 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 scope of the de uh, the scope of this through you. So I wow. thank you, thank you so much for for the opportunity, to, uh, Travis, to to meet you now, yeah. and and to to be able to to see where you're going and and what you're doing and what kind of 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 input that you're giving into the uh in into the world and 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 what you're giving back to us you're so so welcome dennis i mean it's like i think it's important you know especially as a musician and you know reflecting on the younger generation that's coming up that might want to do this type of profession sure you know i think it's important to be realistic with them but also give them hope with you know what's to be expected in the industry it's not something exactly. that really gets talked about much you know as i mentioned before it's kind of like you want to be a music major you go through all the hoops of getting your degree and then you're not really sure where you're going to go after yep. that you yep. know and learning all that knowledge you know and knowing how to practically use it exactly and and also to, to be able to say wait a minute the world of 2021 is different from the world of 20 uh, uh, of 2000 of uh, when we were so so if we can create this if we can create artistic bubbles uh, ways that, that that an artist can touch enough of an audience in order to be sustained in order to be able to be creative that's what we're looking at when with my my uh, producer and director and partner uh 
Renee Uworski has that's what we're doing with our network. You know, it's we're 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 creating it as as, as a model, and so we get to have you, uh, John Baptiste. You're, yes. Are you familiar with him? Yes, yes, All yes, right. yes, yes, yes. I, yeah. you, you, yeah. We're going to use you as our entry to get him. Aww. So because That's this awesome. is, because this is, this is, I am as proud to have the opportunity to spend time with you as I would be with him. You have, you have many of the same beautiful qualities. You have a graciousness and a warmth and a kindness and an engagement that he has. And so I, when, when I got a chance to see some of your, your work beforehand and to do that, I went, and I went, Hey, I'm getting John Baptiste now. So I'll <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I recently watched the movie soul and, you know, obviously, I mean, he did like a lot of the piano work right. on that. And, oh man, what a film. Just what I was, what like, I was like, they 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 finally made a film about a jazz educator who ends up going to this other dimension, and just the the music carried that thing so well. Oh Lord! Yeah. So uh, we have anyway, Travis. Thank you so much for today, uh, and and may may we have uh, in in the future another uh, another space in your time so that we can see where you are at that time and how we're Absolutely. going forward. Absolutely, I I would be so happy to do that. Right, and and in in your in your background, uh, are is your is your. Uh, um, Racial background, Asian uh, Pacific uh, Islander uh, background. What is what is your background? Right. So uh, my dad is German, and then my mom is actually from Taiwan. So I kind of get the best of both worlds. You know, that is terrific. What a great what a great opportunity to be able to do. Because we are. I mean, this is a global. I mean, this is what a global. What a wonderful global time that we're <clears throat> that we're uh, that we're having. Travis, thank you so much. Uh, we will uh, check into you as soon as we get this package. This was our live version. Then yes. we're going to package it into reasonably spontaneous conversation, and we'll have that there, and we'll have it for you to be able to share and uh, the opportunity to be able to connect with you the next time. Sure thing. So do you want some uh, playing out music? Oh, you're damn right. <laughs> All right, here we go. This episode of Reasonably Spontaneous Conversation was brought to you by In Search of the New Compassionate Male. For more information, go to newcompassionatemale.com.